Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Please take your seats quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Passing Shot with Joel and Kim, supported by DownloadTennis.com. On today's Indian Wells preview. Medvedev and Sitsipas lead the way with the big three absent. Radikani lands in the quarter of death. And Andy Murray gets a toughish draw in Tennis Paradise. Kim, Tennis Paradise is here. Indian Wells is here. We've had, what, I think two years off from the tournament. It was meant to be in March earlier this year. That didn't happen. And now it is upon us in October. We've had the four Grand Slams and we've got the so-called fifth Grand Slam. We've got lots of top tennis players there across the, the men's and women's draws. We've got a lot of top tennis players not there, which we've already kind of spoken about with, you know, Djokovic, Barty and Osaka not making the, the trip to the desert. But I think generally speaking, everyone's a bit excited for this because it's been so long. And, you know, actually looking at the last time it was played, so much has changed in those, what, 950 odd days uh, since it uh, since it was last played. You've been counting the days, Joel. You're almost, you're quite precise. Nine, almost 950. I've had a calendar on my wall. I've been, been circling this sort of red letter date that Indian Wells is, is actually back and, uh, are with us as tennis fans. Yeah. It has been such a long time. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> and I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad it's here because it's nice to have a bit of California sunshine channeling through to us, uh, whilst it's sort of, pretty autumnal and getting dark early um but yeah really excited to have it back even if it means we don't have you know Rafa for example uh or some of the other you know real top um characters we still got plenty of fantastic players and hopefully plenty of fantastic tennis to look forward to as well um I think we should probably commence looking at the both of the draws in turn so um, we'll get onto a bit of doubles as well at the end but um let's begin with the men's singles because last time out Dominic team took home the title and he is not here he's off for the rest of the season um as you alluded to it's the first time in at least 18 years that there was no former champions whatsoever in the men's draw. So it is guaranteed to be a first time winner. And I guess all eyes is probably going to be on Medvedev. Medvedev. (laughs) Gosh, I can't speak. Medvedev, um, who's top seed, you know, fresh off the back of a US Open title, his first Grand Slam. What's he going to do? Like we haven't seen anything of him since. So all eyes are going to be on on him and how he can proceed through the draw. Yeah, definitely, because his his record at Indian Wells is actually not that great. He is won three, lost three. Yes, he will be in a very confident mood uh, now that he, I guess, has got the monkey monkey off his back in terms of winning that first Grand Slam at the US Open, and no doubt that would have given him so much confidence. And you know, the fact that Novak Djokovic isn't here, sort of breathing down his neck, it's a big chance for him. 
to get those ranking points and you know make a you know really make a a run I think at becoming the the world number one which I think will be one of his targets and ambitions now that he has won his first Grand Slam title and it's probably one of his ambitions now that he's obviously going to be at the uh, the ATP end of season tour finals as well. Probably one of the biggest targets that he'll be looking at for the, the rest of the season. But um, if you look at his draws, quite a, quite an interesting one because he could face, um, you know, Philip Kranjevic, assuming he comes through Mackenzie McDonald or James Duckworth in his, his first match. He could face Kranjevic, who uh, will have uh, Marcos Giron or a qualifier. And Kranjevic actually beat him uh, the last time they played each other um, at Indian Wells. Um, and <laughs> I mean, that just shows, I guess, how long ago that was. I think Medvedev was the 14th seed. He went out 6-3, 6-2 in the third round uh, to Kranjevic. And as I said, a lot, a lot has happened since then. And you would... You wouldn't, you wouldn't be surprised if you would get the complete opposite result. Um, so, I mean, it, it doesn't feel like there's too much troubling kind of Medvedev kind of earlier on. He's got her cash in his section. That feels potentially like a, a quarterfinal. Um, and you've also got kind of Riley Opelka, Grigor Dimitrov, who, who showed that he has brought some form with him over the last, um, you know, last week or so. So, um, there's certainly some seeded players who might give him some thought, but I think if Medvedev plays the way he did um, in New York City, he should be coming through his his quarter of the draw quite comfortably. Yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, Krajinovic, possibly, but I, I don't see it really. No. Pelka, possibly. But I think, yeah, if Medvedev's on form and, you know, just riding that wave off the back of his first mm. slam, I think, you know, any anything that anyone in that section is going to throw at him, I, I can't see it being enough, uh, barring, you know, if possible injury or or mm. freak events, which, you know, have been known to happen. Um, I mean, let's look at the next quarter down because we have got uh, Rublev as the top top bit in uh, top seed in this section um but perhaps well perhaps more interestingly Joel we've got Cam Norrie in this section as the 21st seed fresh off the back of a San Diego final in which you know to be fair he did get kind of blasted <laughs> off the court by Casper <laughs> Ruud um mm. but you know he had that win over Rublev so I'm sort of thinking, you know, is Rublev guaranteed to get through, you know, from this quarter? Because he may very well face Cam Norrigan, who, you know, knows how to beat him now. Yeah, really interesting second quarter because you've got, uh, you know... Some of those people who got to the latter end of the tournament in in San Diego to the semi-final and final in Rublev, Nori and Rude. I feel like all the talk of the town at the moment is Casper Rude, despite, you know, only being the, the sixth seed. I think we all know kind of Rublev's game. There's still those question marks about how one-dimensional is it and whether he is a bit of a bully in terms of he can beat those lower ranked players. But when he comes up against people who have a bit more of a tennis brain on them or know how to you know, know how to kind of figure him out. He kind of comes unstuck like he did, um, you know, against Cam Norrie, who you know, I think, you know, after that, you know, after that first set in San Diego, sort of, you know, got to grips with how Rublev plays and was able to, you know, able to adapt his game, and was able to kind of come through in, in three sets. And I would not be surprised if, if that happens again. But I mean, for Norrie, he could, he could face Bautista Agut in the, in the third round, um, if he wins his opening match against either Montero or, or Tennis Sangren. So that could be, that could be quite tricky. And you've also got 
Dan Evans, who is in the kind of bottom section of the of the second quarter. Now, I actually think he's got a he's got the easier seed potentially in the third round in Diego Schwartzman, but he could come up against Nishikuri if he gets through a qualifier in round two, which would be a very interesting matchup because I think Nishikuri, I think we've been talking about him. Oh, he's been in this draw, he's been in that draw, and he's had to pull out and has been replaced by a lucky loser like what happened in uh in san diego but hey this time it's not going to be andy murray it's going to be another brit it's going to be potentially dan evans yes exactly but i mean we should be cautious not to get too ahead of ourselves because we often find that these massive matchups or you know really exciting <laughs> uh battles just never happen uh the way the draw works so there's yeah no like definitive uh you know we, we can't be 100 percent sure that that's going to happen but it, i mean it could very well be Cam Norrie and Dan Evans coming through uh, this section of the draw. Can you imagine if that was a an all British quarter final? Oh, how how fantastic what? would that be? <laughs> that would be absolutely great, wouldn't it? I mean, it there would are be other. Some. Yeah. yeah, we've got Lloyd Harris, Casper <laughs> Rude. I'm sure both of them would have something to say about that. So it's unlikely, but you know, one can dream, can't we, Joel? I mean, it's interesting because Casper Rude. I think he will look at Indian Wells as his chance to properly, I think, rubber stamp and kind of legitimise himself as a as a top 10 player you know he's got a quite a he's you know he's in this quarter I think he'll look at it like you know I'm I'm the guy here who has so much confidence and belief at the moment and has really kind of carried that form through from those those clay courts during you know when everyone was uh you know playing at the Olympics he's he's taken that through to the the hard courts and again I think he'll look, be looking at this draw and even though he's not necessarily the highest seed I certainly think that he can cause some damage he could come up against though Lloyd Harris in the third round and we know he's a very dangerous entity on a on a hard court so that could be quite that potentially could be quite tricky for him but I mean Lloyd Harris could have Davidovich Fakina um in the second round which could be quite a, a fun match I mean a couple of other Kim first round matches in this quarter I know you're going to love this Tommy Paul versus Feliciano Lopez I mean, I it's just amazing. Bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing. Feliciano Lopez is in a in a main draw of of Indian Wells. I mean, even or even with a wild card, that's like seriously impressive stuff. At what forty odd years old? I know he's got such great longevity, and uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's brilliant. Um, absolutely fantastic for Spanish tennis. Uh, so the Rafa fans will have to get out in full force and, and support <laughs> Feli instead. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll um, we'll be making a couple of predictions later as to who we actually think is going to make it through mm. each of these quarters. Let's look at the third quarter because that is um, headlined by Sasha Zverev as the third seed. But we've also got uh, Matteo Berrettini in this section. Uh, recent Sofia champion Yannick Sinner. Um, also got the likes of Carlos Alcaraz. You know, he made the quarters at the... US Open. Um, I think it was the quarters, wasn't it? Yeah. So that was his kind of big, big breakthrough. So w- what's he going to do? Um, he could actually really interestingly possibly play Andy Murray in the second round if Andy Murray gets through Adrian Manorino, which I feel that, you know, based on what we've seen of Andy Murray in the last couple of weeks, I think Manorino is certainly a winnable first round for him. Yeah. I, I certainly think Murray goes into that as the favourite, given the form that, that we've, that we've seen him in. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's a match that is is certainly winnable and potentially sets up a tie against Alcaraz, which could be very, 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 very interesting. I think. Um, I think. You know, I think as Andy fan, well, as an Andy fan, you you got to take. Yeah, you, you know, nowadays we we'll take it one match at a time, and and nothing's taken for granted. But given the form that he's shown, I think. Yeah, I think he'll just be happy. I think that he's got a nice, winnable first round match. You know, a bit of a loosener. You know, we've seen him 
train with with Rublev, um, you know, on the practice courts and the build up. He looks good. He looks comfortable. Um, so I'm not. I'm I'm expecting. Yeah, you know, I'm expecting him to come through and really again test himself. I think against Alcaraz. You know, he had a very testing match last week in, in San Diego against Rude, and I think similarly he could he could have that against Alcaraz, who you know, hasn't really been on a, a tennis court. We haven't really seen him since. Uh, you know, his US Open exploits. So again, it will be a new situation for him and whether he can bring on and, and take on that form that he, you know, reached new levels with, uh, you know, in, in Flushing Meadow. And that, that will be a, I think that would be a very interesting test for Murray, but also potentially a very interesting test for Alcraz because as I said, he, he did show us, I think, a new level of, of tennis um, at the, you know, at the at the US Open. And, and certainly I think with the way, Murray is playing I think Alcaraz is going to need to be maybe not necessarily at that level but he's certainly I think going to need to be approaching it in order to to come through against Andy Murray and and potentially set up a match against uh, Sasha Zverev. Yeah I think that to be fair is 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 a winnable match for Andy Murray should he Mm. get through Manorino especially if it's Alcaraz's like first match back after the heights of New York and um, I mean interestingly as well another kind of key figure if you like from from the US Open and from that US Open series Jensen Brooksby is in this little segment Mm. of the draw as well he uh, if he gets through a qualifier in the first round would face uh, Sasha Zverev in the second so that could be quite a tasty (laughs) match that could be very fun I mean it would be it would be yeah great to see Brooksby I think all the American fans probably you know probably like British fans about Radicardi I I sort of think American fans are looking at Brooksby and seeing what he can do and would love to see him in another testing environment you know like you know we saw how much he thrived you know in particularly in that first set which was still one of the I think craziest sets of tennis I think we've seen on the just on the tour this year and I think people will want to see him thrive again in that environment against you know the number three seed in in Zverev so I'm really hoping that that match does come to fruition because I think Brooksby in front of America an American crowd a loud American crowd on a night session just is it's just so much fun I mean Kim just looking at that that top section as well interestingly we've got it could be the tale of the two Italians because you've got Berrettini and Yannick Sinner um both uh both seeded Berrettini is the fifth seed Sinner the tenth seed now they could meet um in the quarterfinals if they both get there yes yes taylor fritz and, and john isner might have something to to say about that maybe even brandon nakashima as well or jack sock but that could be quite you know i i'm i know we we sort of are playing in kind of what if territory but that is a that is certainly a what if quarterfinal uh i you know i really really sorry a what if uh fourth round that i i really really want to see yeah, there's loads of Americans as well in that little section, isn't mm. there? Like you said, with Nakashima and Fritz and Isner and Kudler, Sock. I mean, the list goes on. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I quite like a bit of Brandon Nakashima, so I'm hoping he does well because mm. he was he was doing very well at the start of the US Open series. So uh, I know it's been had a little bit of a break, but um, you know we are still out in the states on a hard court. So um, fingers crossed for that one. Um, and let's just look at the bottom quarter, Joel, because here we've got Stefano Sitspas as the second seed, um, you know, heading up the bottom of the draw. Um, he's got a pretty decent draw, I would say, uh, just looking at who's in his section and, and the other seeds. Uh, people that haven't really made their mark of late, you know, Christian Garin, Alex de Menor, Fabio Fognini haven't really been set in the world like um, with their results. Um, so I, I feel like Sitspas has got probably, uh, you know, the nicest section of the draw. Um, 
in the top bit of the that part, we have got FAA, so it would potentially be an FAA sits pass uh, quarterfinal. But um, yeah, there's not really too many names jumping out at me as sort of potential mm. danger men to upset sits pass. Yeah, it's this. I mean, this is looks more. I mean, this path looks a bit more straightforward, I think, than for example for for Medvedev in that that top half and you know for me what's kind of interesting i'm i'm actually looking at holger rune um as the wild card who could i think potentially do some damage because as you said a lot of these seeded players not really done much of late and if holger rune comes through kind of a qualifying round one up against the 13th seed christian garen i mean i don't even actually know how christian garen is still the 13th seed to be honest but um you know i think that's certainly a, a winnable tie and again he was a player who showed very very good uh you know fighting him against Novak Djokovic in uh in uh well I think it was in round one in in the US Open where again he did a bit of a, a Jack Draper at Wimbledon and took the uh I think took the first set off him so you know I think he again is another very interesting prospect that I certainly kind of have my eye on I mean this could also be Kim a potentially you know Karenio Buster we know he's a good very solid hardcore player I wouldn't be surprised also Kind of if he kind of comes through, um, potentially causing some upsets along the way. I mean, it really feels like it's out there for you know someone to grab by the the scruff of the neck, and you know even just kind of talking about Sissipas. I mean, he might be he might be playing very good tennis, but what I'm most interested to hit see about him is how the crowd reacts to him because this is the first time we're going to see him since all the you know the toilet break drama of uh, the U.S. Open, and I want to know if the the fans in in the states. Whether they're going to remember that and how they're, and if they do, how they're going to react to it. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> that is quite, quite true. But I mean, I do genuinely feel that it's Sitspass or AN other, uh, in, in this section. And I'm, I'm here if, you know, PCB wants to go through and be the man. <laughs> I'm, I'm down for that. I'd, I'd rather enjoy a bit of that. So, um, yeah, let, let's, let's roll with that, Joel. Shall we make some predictions for the men's draw? Um, shall we disregard everything we've just been saying for the last 10 yes. minutes and make some wild <laughs> guesses <laughs> i know well my guesses aren't i guesses i wish i wish i could be more wild uh i've been a bit more wild on the women's side but i think for the men's side i'm still i'm still in that top path looking at medvedev medvedev rude um i've got medvedev in there i just think he's going to be riding on a wave of you know confidence and you know, I think he's going to revel in in being the top seed um, here. I know we've we've seen, for example, you know Dominic Team. You know, looking back, what you know, he won his first Grand Slam. He won his first Grand Slam in New York, and it, you know, since then it's not really, you know, in that aftermath, it it didn't really work out for him. And I don't know if he lost, you know, his motivation or. You know, obviously had some injury setbacks as well and the you know the the lockdown as well. He wasn't able to sort of kind of cope with all those, I think, those changes from the, the pandemic. But so I, I certainly think that Medvedev and his sort of laid back style is sort of more acclimatized and accustomed, I think, to just kind of taking it all in all in his all in his stride. You know, he's been there or thereabouts for a few seasons now, and I think that he's gonna revel in this kind of top seed billing. You know, no, no Novak Djokovic, it's going to be spotlight on him. And I think he's going to kind of thrive in that environment. So I certainly see him getting to the semifinals. And again, I'm going to I'm going to put him up against Kasper Ruud, who I think is one of those players who's just another in very, very good form, very, very good Nick. And I'm expecting him to translate that form he's shown at the kind of 250, 250 level in, in San Diego. I'm expecting him to 
bring that now to the the, the table at the, the Masters level event, and I'm I'm expecting him to reach uh, to reach his what I would think is his semi his first semi final um, at, at a Masters level. I think he's had some clay court Masters semis, Joel. But um, oh, has he? Certainly Sorry, at Indian Wells, first, it would be his first first hard court semi final. <laughs> then, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've gone similar. I've gone Medvedev, but I've actually gone for, for Andre Rublev because I feel like people are dismissing him slightly and forgetting about not forgetting about him but you know the onus is on is on rude you know he's the sort of man in more form so i'm gonna say rublev i'm gonna go with the the seedings for that part for that part and then for the bottom half i'm going very much uh with sasha zverev and i'm not going for sitsmas i'm gonna go for faa to make the semi-finals oh, okay well any 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 reason what you, you think you think this is going to get booed out the building and he's going to feel really sad and not going to be able to perform yeah, I, I'm still not sure where he is, where his headspace is at. Like on paper, that's a very easy draw and he should be able to like roll through it. But mm. I feel like, you know, FAA hasn't done an awful lot at Master Series, but perhaps mm. this is the time. And again, he's got a decent enough draw to come through um, that section as well. And I think the last time he played, um, yeah, obviously the last time um, he sits past was at Indian Wells. He did. He did lose to FAA actually. So if they did that meet, then yeah. perhaps it could be a, a repeat of that. Yep. Fair enough. Yep. I mean, for me, I, 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 I respect your your opinions, Kim, but I don't. I just, I don't see it, and I'm, I'm going to go with Sissipas. I just think, I just think that he. I think he just believes. I think, you know, he's he's done very consistently this year at, at the mas- Masters level. He obviously won. Um, in more, I think he won in Monte Carlo about dropping a set. And uh, yeah, I, I certainly expect him to reach the, the semi-finals. So I'm going to back Sissipas as the, the number two seed. However, in that third quarter, I've gone a bit rogue and I've gone with Gail Monfils. Um, oh, okay. Go, I've got a Monfils-Sissipas semi-final. I think... Monfils is just going to love having the the crowds, and you know he's shown that he's been in good form. He's got Lorenzo Sonigo um, potentially in his his section, and then he could come up against you know Alcaraz, Zverev, or even maybe Andy Murray. Um, and I think that he, I think he's re-energized, um, you know, towards the back end of this season. And I certainly think that that will kind of help him him kind of carry through and even though he might be feeling tired at times on the court i think he just finds it another you know finds another level and i think it's time for time for him to show us that um you know he's he is back so yeah i I've, it may feel a bit foolhardy but i'm going to go for a gail monfils uh to get to a a semi final of the masters which probably hasn't happened in a in a long long time no, that is a long time coming. Okay, so who's your overall champion, Joel? I'm going to go for Medvedev Zverev final with Zverev winning. Oh, interesting. I'm not. I can, I've not even got Zverev getting to the semi-finals. I just think he's. I'm just not sure. I just don't. They. Oh, I don't see it. I think he might get knocked out by potentially Alcaraz. Um, in you know, in his section. But um, I set my final. I have got. Medvedev Sissipas I know it's a bit bland and I've gone for the top top two seeds making the final but I can't I can't I can't see how I can't see how it isn't at the moment kind of going into the tournament and I certainly think that Medvedev is gonna 
put a lot of pressure, I think, on on Novak Djokovic and the, that number one ranking spot. And I think he's going to take home the Indian Wells Trophy, despite his form and his his record here not being that great. I think the fact that we haven't had this tournament in two years, I think it's going to be able to, it's going to enable him to, and a lot of these players, I think, have a kind of a fresh mindset, a fresh approach, you know, look at this tournament with a bit of a blank slate. And I think Medvedev will want to kind of show post-US Open, Yes, I, you know, I won my first Grand Slam and I think he'll want to kind of assert his authority and, and carry that on. And I think the, the best way he can do that will be by winning this trophy. Well, we shall see if you are correct, Joel. Um, <laughs> and all will be revealed over the next week or so. Um, let's take a quick break now, but do join us in the second half where we'll be having a look at the women's draw at Indian Wells, including Emma Raducanu's potentially perilous path to the final and whether Karolina Pliskova can live up to her top seed billing. So do not go anywhere. <laughs> This is The Passing Shot with Joel and Kim, supported by DownloadTennis.com. And now we're going to move on to looking at the women's draw for Indian Wells. So um, we've got lots going on. We've got Bianca Andreescu coming back to defend her title from two years ago. She is actually the defending champion. Um, we've got Karolina Pliskova as the top seed, which, yeah, surprised me. But obviously, we don't have the likes of Barty or Osaka here. And then we've got, you know, Emma Raducanu, recent US Open champion and also the US Open finalist Leila Fernandez in the draw so very much um, interested to see what they're both going to do as it's the first time we've seen them back out on a competitive match court since the US Open final. Yeah it's been I mean I think that all the chat has been you know it's been I think a lot of chat with with Radicani which we'll come on to about all of the off off court things going on with partnerships sponsorships uh, getting rid of her yeah, US Open title winning coach, bringing Jeremy Bates on board, uh, which I think is another short term arrangement, uh, who I think is he's the head of women's tennis for for British tennis. Um, so he is going to be uh, in her corner um, or in the stands even um, for for Radikanu here. But um, yeah, we'll come we'll come on to that. But I mean, Kim, let's let's start with with Carolina Pushka and that that first that top quarter, because as you said, Carolina Pliskova is the top seed. No Ash Barty. We don't have any, we don't have Sabalenka as well. Kennan's not there. Obviously no Osaka. Um, it's a bit, it feels a bit, it feels a bit weird seeing Carolina Pliskova as the top seed. I'm not going to lie, but I think it's quite impressive actually, given how you know terrible you know she started the year. It's been a real, it's been a real journey, I think, for her. And it all, I think, twists, it all sort of twisted with, uh, you know, that, that, that run to the what to the final at Wimbledon but um yeah I mean looking at her path she's got quite a quite an interesting draw there's a few I think dangerous characters in in her in her quarter because you've got Anjabor got Maria Sakkari Bianca Andrescu who hasn't you know I think we're still waiting for her to really kind of make a statement win at a tournament. Annette Kontovit as well, who is the Ostrava champion, um, are all kind of there and and kind of I think would I would say kind of your your dangerous kind of seeded players. So I don't think it's going to be very easy. And we all know Karolina Pliskova is one is one of those players who is just sort of at the top or there are thereabouts in the rankings, but doesn't that doesn't hasn't necessarily translated into kind of tournament victories, but you know, she, this is a tournament she she does historically do well at. So, 
you know, I think there's there's definitely arguments for and there's definitely arguments against. I'm not sure, but I'm personally speaking, I'm not sure given the the form of of some of the other the seeded players in her section. Yeah, she seems to lose quite a lot in finals at, at the mm. moment. But I, yeah, I, I'm not convinced by her seeding. Um, I think there are others in this section of the draw that stand out more, uh, which is on for me on Jabor, recent, you know, Chicago finalist. Also Maria Zachary, who's been... Danielle Collins. Yeah, Danielle Collins, perhaps as well. Um, and obviously Andrescu, we know that on her day, she could very well just stormed the title perhaps mm. um so there's definitely um obviously it's it's open it's open and very hard to predict despite Pushkova being yeah the top seed but like you said i think it's really nice and it does show that the journey she's come on like it's been a, a year of progression and back to where she was you know a couple of years ago when she was the world number one and she was racking up titles on the tour and i think on on Drescu's on a i think on a similar journey actually because she had you know that really big you know string of results around you know this time or, or sorry when Indian Wells was on um you know back in what in in 2019 and you know we're still I think we're still waiting we're still waiting for her to catch fire I think and you know this is a tournament she will have very fond memories of and I think again will be uh, she'll be looking at this tournament being like right I I made my I made I made my uh, a name for myself at this tournament a few years ago. I need, you know, this is my opportunity to, you know, to reassert myself. And again, I think she will be heavily motivated. I think a big question for me will be the form of, well, the 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 health of of Annette Kontovit, who is in a lot of really good form at the moment with that Ostrava win. But I think she's carrying a little bit of a an injury. She could come up against on on Drescu potentially uh, in, in round three. So. Maybe some question marks there, but certainly there's, I think uh, there's a lot of players here, I think, with a lot, a lot to prove, like Pushkiva leading up, le- living up to a top seed billing, but also Andrescu living up to the hype, Jabour and Zachary. I think also, I think they need to, to prove to us that they can win tournaments and then not just kind of cause, cause upsets and then lose in the, in their, you know, next match, for example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you want them to be able to go all the way, not just mm. throw a spanner in the works. No, absolutely, <laughs> for sure. Um, I mean, let's look at the the next quarter down because um, we've got headlining that one. Well, Kuchikova is actually the um, the top seed in that. But I guess more eyes probably on Gabinia Muguruza because she's just won Chicago, uh, beating Onjibor in that final. Um also got the likes of Kerber in here, Camilla Georgie, who we know went on that fabulous run and mm. won her own Masters, uh, you know, 1000 in the summer. So, again, very difficult to predict. I, I do feel Muguruza's probably on a little bit of a roll, but then, you know, she did win that Chicago title with with a bit of, of luck along the way with some walkovers. And, uh, you know, you could say she's definitely had tougher fields to, to win a title. I mean, Kim, you're not you're not telling me that Kim Kleister's on a wild card is going to make her way through this make her way through this section. She might tire someone out again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I what, could see Sinyakova that happening. In the first round. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's not easy, is it? Sinyakova's a very decent decent player, and yeah. I, I feel like Kleister isn't going to win that one. To be quite honest with you. Yeah, I I I, I agree. Sinyak- I think Sinyakova this season's shown how good of a singles player she she is and she can be. And I think that's going to be very tough for Kleisters. I would say the only I think ray of ray of hope I think in that match is the Sinyakova serve, which I don't I think is very attackable, and I think a lot will ride on how aggressive 
uh, close as can be on that. I think on that return of serve potentially um, to, you know, obviously to break and, and maybe win that match. But I'd love to see a throw, complete throwback. I mean, potential Kleister's Kerber second round there, which is, uh, which feels like a match from what decade, a decade ago. But um, yeah, that could be very interesting. Um, but I, you know, I think that's kind of wishful thinking. I mean, you're looking at Muguruza, you're looking at Kachikova, um, there's a lot of power players, I think, in this this part of the draw because you've got, as you said, Georgie Bedosa, um, Coco Goff's also there. So there's a lot of power players, and I know, again, I know we don't like to do a lot of <laughs> crystal ball gazing, but I would love a I would love a U.S. Open rematch between Muguruza and Krejcikova because that was, you know, there was def- some definite spice towards the end there. I think I don't think Muguruza was particularly happy with the what I think she would call antics that, that Krachikova was uh, playing on the court back in the what their US Open match so I'm I'd be interested to see I'd like to see a rematch there because I think that could be quite spicy again yeah I seem to remember that match didn't that end in Muguruza at the net saying that mm. Krachikova lacked respect or yes. there was some yes. words spoken yeah so that would certainly be interesting I mean that could be <laughs> uh well that could be a quarterfinal Muguruza could be playing Kerber in the fourth round so a few few more old school matchups there as well in a way but um yeah I oh, Coco Goff Caroline Garcia could be a second round match but I mean Garcia's not getting any wins at the moment so <laughs> Anna Samova Camilla Georgie could also be quite fun as a second round match um yeah lots of lots of interesting lots of interesting ties Diana Strebskog Caroline Garcia came against a qualifier I mean I know the qualifier's winning that <laughs> <laughs> you were hiding that from me but I yeah, well, 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 I have to wait and see. Hopefully, it's not as bad as that last result she had uh, that we that we spoke about. Yeah, she lost to a Japanese qualifier oh, or wild card. Yeah. Uh, was that last week? I think. And yeah, just very standard. I'm, I'm afraid for Caroline Garcia, uh, she's really fallen by the wayside. But um, enough about her. Let's look at the third quarter <laughs> now, Joel, which you've labelled the quarter of death because um, mm. Emma Raducanu is in there. We've also got um, Svitolina as the fourth seed. Uh, Petra Kvitova's in there, seventh seed, Azarenka, Halep, Mertens, you know, missed consistency there. Uh, I mean, oh, let's start with Martha Kostik. Yeah, another young one. <laughs> uh, I mean, Radakani, let's look at her mm. draw because she's got a bye in the first round as a 17th seed. And then she's got either Osorio Serrano or Sasnovich in the first round, which, you know, you'd think both fairly winnable uh you, you'd expect Raducanu to come through that seeing as what you know what she did at the US Open um but she could potentially then have Simona Halep should the draw gods allow which would certainly be a very tasty early round matchup yeah d- definitely I think I think everyone was everyone is is looking at that thinking please you know please let that happen and you know come if it does happen it comes at a very interesting time because you know both of those players have you know, just kind of split with their coaches. You know, we, we've already kind of spoken about with, with Raducanu. Yes, Jeremy Bates will be in her corner. Um, but I don't, I think, you know, reading the, the, you know, the press headlines, I don't think she's in a rush at the moment to make a, a more permanent uh, arrangement. And again, we also saw Simona Hallett part ways with Darren Cahill. So it's a very interesting, I think, context potentially around that match. And also the fact that Raducanu, one of her idols growing up uh, was was Simona Halep. So again, there could be a bit of stargazing there. I don't know if that's going to have any sort of impact. I mean, it's just going to be it's just going to be fascinating, you know, regardless. I think of, of who Radikanu faces in terms of how she handles 
how she handles this moment because it's it's a completely different world now to you know uh US Open US Open qualifying um she's a she's a she's a marked woman in this is draw and even though she's the wild card 17th seed every everything a loss is i think you know the the press and the hype is is so high now i think unfairly it's like a, anything other than winning the tournament it, it feels like is going to feel like a letdown which which feels a bit silly and i think we should you know try and be a bit re- be a bit realistic given the draw that she's got you know it, it, she's gonna have to lose at some point basically and um it's i think i think there needs to be a bit of a maybe a little bit of a reality check or a dose of um yeah a bit of small dose of reality given you know what we've been through and the draw she's got at the moment yeah absolutely i think like you said anything less than winning the title will probably feel like a bit of a letdown because of the emotions of mm. new york so we have to you know be realistic and i think if she can get through a few rounds here and do have a decent showing mm. that would be great going out first round not ideal but you know we have to remember she's still very young and this is this is her first you know masters um level yeah. event first a thousand event and yeah you may have won and a grand debut slam, as well yeah yeah it's it's very different isn't it and she'll be navigating all of that you know pressure and expectation which you know probably is worse than any other sort of pressure I, I guess and we've seen it afflict so many sort of new champions uh so many times so who is the crowd applauding for in a Raducanu Halep match I feel like that's <laughs> just like cheering every point I think there's there's just they're just two they're just two players I think that are just universally loved and I think we've seen on again on the on the practice course this week that Raducanu is just one of those players that the crowd follows and Simona Halep is also one of those players so I think it'll just be a uh, as corny as it sounds, if that match does uh, does happen, it could be a match where I think t- tennis is the winner. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. They're both very well liked players, mm. and um, I think hopefully it'll be a fantastic spectacle for for women's tennis just generally. And uh, I mean, we've also got quite a few Americans in this section of the draw. We've got Jessica Pagula, Sloane Stevens, who interestingly has got Heather Watson in the first round. So um, we'll see if Heather can can get a few wins under her belt, or even just one. That that would be fantastic. Um, but yeah, this is a, a fantastically loaded quarter. Um, let's just quickly touch upon the last quarter as well on the women's draw because down at the bottom we've got Iga Sviontek as the second seed um, and also Belinda Bencic um, as the eighth seed so they would potentially be lining up for a quarter final um, but this is the section that we've got Leila Fernandez who you know hasn't played since she got to the final in New York and all eyes will also be on her to see if she can keep up her her really good form at the US Open. Um, we've also got uh, Elena Rebecca, um, although there are kind of, I think, some injury doubts perhaps about her, seeing as she, I think she had to retire, didn't she, last week? Mm, so Chicago. whether she was saving herself for, for this tournament, I don't know. But um, yeah, I've, I've sort of ticked her off the list as a result of that <laughs> in terms of people who could potentially go deep. Um, but it's interestingly enough, Shviontek, second seed, she you know, actually hasn't secured her place at the end of season WTA finals, which is quite strange seeing as she's, you know, right up the rankings. But it just does just go to show she hasn't really had the best of years, has mm. she? No, exactly. And I think I think Radicanu actually just so I know we, I feel like we're talking so much about Radicanu, but I think Radicanu will look at I think Shvion journey and particularly her journey after, you know, she had that, you know, monumental win at the French Open, which again I think came you know yes it, it didn't come from qualifying but it still felt like it came out of you know no nowhere um 
certainly uh, you know once once we you know we saw that match with with Simona Halep we realized that she was kind of the real deal on a, on a clay court but yeah I certainly think with this quarter she's I don't think she's the favorite I still think there are maybe question marks around a serve and just still feel like it's it's quite attackable and until she potentially does more with with her serve or makes it more awkward or adds a little bit more speed to it then I think she's always going to be a little bit susceptible I think she's found that out a little bit this season and I'm actually looking at Belinda Bencic at the the top of this quarter as you know as the as the player who I I think expect to kind of go deep you know go deepest and, and come out of this quarter because you know, she was a player who, again, did very, very well, um, you know, at the US Open, does very, very well generally on a hard court. And I think, you know, she's got quite a nice, she's got quite a nice draw, I think, you know, a couple of matches to kind of ease, potentially ease herself in. I mean, yeah, Shelby Rogers or, or Kalanina could be quite tricky as an opening match. But I mean, Jill Teitman, yeah, I'm, I know, I'm, you know, Leila Fernandez as well. I mean, as much as the pressure is going to be on Radikanu, it's going to be pressure on her as well. And be interesting i guess to see who who handles it it better because i certainly feel like fernandez if i'm being really honest i'm i'm not i'm i'm still i'm still juries out a little bit on on fernandez and her like ten, technical ability and her talent wise um but i'm happy for her to game prove me wrong i know she proved me wrong at the us open but she again i think will look at this quarter and think yeah there's big opportunity for here for me to to come through and who knows maybe there'll be a radical new matchup uh um later on in the in the tournament yeah technically we could have a radical new fernandez <laughs> semi-final but i mean fernandez loves a you know three-set tussle doesn't she? Mm. she she likes to come from behind so perhaps she'll be hoping for some battles she might have elise corner in the second round and she's definitely a player that you could have a long-winded battle with yep. um i i know what you mean I, I feel like obviously you'd rather be in radical shoes having won the us open and not lost it but I feel like I'd rather be Fernandez coming in with, you know, there is less pressure on her, you know, as the losing for as the finalist. So um, I think she'll be a bit more relaxed maybe than actually Emma will be. It, it all depends on their approach to to it. I mean, interestingly, Fernandez is in the doubles with Coco Goff, um, mm. which is a very um, well. I think all lots of tennis fans are looking at that partnership, thinking that is absolutely amazing but the fact that she's you know playing singles and and doubles yeah I think that just shows that maybe she's taking a bit more of a kind of relaxed yeah you know I'm just here to get as many matches as possible therefore I'm going to play singles and maybe doubles with my friends whereas yeah with Radicanu it's a bit you know singles and let's you know and I'm expected to to win the whole tournament there's definitely yeah there's definitely I think two different kind of approaches going on there yeah I mean let's make some tentative predictions then Joel for the women's side of things um I'll, I'll start with mine shall I I've gone from the top half of the draw I've gone for an Ons Yabor against Muguruza final so I've gone for a repeat of the Chicago uh final semi-final. last week oh sorry yeah so it, uh, as in that's the semi-final but it was okay. a repeat it is a repeat of the Chicago final oh, from course. last yep. week yep. yeah um and then for the bottom half I've gone for Svitolina who is you know a very consistent player um and I've gone for Shelby Rogers actually I know you just mentioned her she's got Belinda Bencic in the second round if Rogers can get through her first round and I just feel like she that that could be a a prone for an upset I feel that Shelby Rogers might go on a bit of a bit of a run here famous last words probably not going to happen but what I'm I'm going to go with it interesting what about you um I have gone I've got Muguruza in my top top half semi-final against 
Maria Sakkari, um, who, again, as I said before, I just think she is one of those players like Jabor that needs, she needs, she needs to, you know, yeah, we, we've seen her do it in, 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 you know, in the odd, uh, you know, in the odd upset and it's been amazing and it's been great. And she really, you know, uh, you know, loves, you know, she plays very passionately and the fans absolutely love it, but I want her, I want her to make that next step and I want her to, again, get another breakthrough. And I think I, I see her kind of getting to the, the semifinals and I, I'm sensing a Muguruza Sakari semi-final in that top half. Bottom half, I haven't got Radikanu. I think I'm going to go Simona Halep. Um, I think Simona Halep might beat Radikanu if that match happens um, due to kind of experience. Um, and I've got Halep versus Benchich. Um, I just think Benchich is one of those players who's just been playing very well on the hard courts of late. And uh, I would have maybe said Rybakina um, if she you know hadn't hadn't had some kind of injury kind of doubts over her. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go Benchich in my bottom half against, against Simona Hallett. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting, Joel. <laughs> um, <laughs> so for the final um, and your winner, who, who are you going for from that lot? I've got Muguruza Benchich final with Muguruza Ooh, okay. winning. Yeah. For some reason, I think, yeah, I just think Benchich is going to go all the way to the final. Um, but she's going to be, she's going to come unstuck against Muguruza, who I think is just going to, I don't think she's going to be fatigued from Chicago. I think she's a player who I think once she gets on a roll in terms of kind of winning and getting to finals, I think she, she kind of stays in that mode. And I've, I'm sort of expecting her to kind of carry that form through from Chicago. So. I've got Muguruza Benchich and I've got Muguruza winning the uh, the, la- the ladies final. Fantastic. Yeah, I've gone for a Yabor um, Svitolina final with Svitolina okay. winning. So I've just gone for, yeah, Svitolina, I, perhaps just someone who, you know, will come through without too much hype and, and fuss. And I don't think Raducanu will, will go all the way and win, sadly, but I'd like to see her do very well regardless. Um, and that's probably the the thing I'm most interested to see in, in Indian Wells, as I'm sure most most people, especially British tennis fans, uh, all eyes will be peeled on um, on Emma. So before we finish uh, for today Joel let's just quickly touch upon the doubles because obviously big doubles draw as well out in Indian Wells got the likes of uh, Joe Salisbury and Rajiv Ram back together uh, Rajiv Ram was absent last week um, but they are now back together which is great so they'll be looking to um, to do very well as the second seeds obviously top seeds we've got Mektic and, and Pavic but yeah a whole host of um, quite a lot of uh, you know all sort of uh, well what what do you call it? Pa- patriotic all all country team <laughs> draws. You know, we've got Alcaraz and PCB playing together. Isna Salk, you know, Evans is playing with Skupski. So um, yeah, really Berrettini good Sinner. That's a mm. really for me. That is really interesting. We we spoke last week about how mm. different their singles games are. Can they complement each other on a on a doubles court? Um, yeah, I'm sure. I, I don't. I'm sure they've played together before. Maybe in in Davis Cup. Um, I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, but uh, that for me was one that kind of stood out. Also, from a British point of view, Dan Evans, Neil Skupski, um, they've you know they played they played quite well together at the previous. I think they played quite well together in a previous Masters. Uh, in was that in Miami or early, earlier on in this or Cincinnati? I think they did really well. Maybe I think got to a semi final completely un 
unexpectedly. So maybe they, they're looking to carry that on. But yeah, quite a few same nationality yeah, teams going on that, um, yeah, I think could be quite interesting. A lot of singles players, as you, as you would expect, getting, getting a lot of tennis in. But no, no Petros uh, sits pass. No, pe- <laughs> no Petros sits pass. No. People will be pleased to know, <laughs> or perhaps not pleased to know. Uh, but yeah, and then on the women's draw, I guess the yeah most notable thing was the fact that Coco Goff is not playing with Katie McNally, but she's gone with Fernandez. So I don't know what's going on there. Perhaps McNally wanted a bit of a rest. Um, but that'd be a great pairing. And uh, obviously, you've got the likes of Siwei Shea and Elise Mertens and Krajicka and Yakova as the top two seeds. So pretty difficult pairings to beat there. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that brings us to a close. We are going to go off and, I guess, start watching Indian Wells, Joel. Uh, the action's getting underway uh, extremely soon. So we'll be back, I think, halfway through, roughly, to um, bring a bit of a catch-up of what we've seen so far. And then, obviously, we'll, we'll be back uh, for the finals weekend as well. And Kim, it is on. In literally, I think it's actually just about to start for us. It's The time zones are working out perfectly. We've got the WTA round one main draw proper starting today i think we're still in men's qualification uh final round qualification today uh what what are you what just before we leave what are you what one match are you looking forward to because we've got sloan stevens heather watson second on i'm looking at kaya kanepi madison keys um Mm. later on today which i think could be quite interesting any 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 matches that take your fancy well, Shelby Rogers is going to win easily because she's going <laughs> to storm her way through to the semi-final. Um, and I guess the the winner of Osorio Serrano and Sazdovic will be mm. playing Raducanu. Um, other, other than that, I have to say, I, I want to see how Heather gets on against Sloane Stevens. Mm. Um, that may sound a bit, you know, obvious, but I think that would be quite a nice one to watch in a, on an evening in, yeah. Uh, yeah. in October in the UK. And and also just on men's qualifying, actually, Ivo Karlovic could qualify, and uh, that, uh, he's got Emilio Gomez, I think, in his final qualifying round. So obviously gunning gunning for that. I mean, it's just again crazy what he's doing at his age on the tour. I think he's he must he's close to retirement. We said it last time, um, but he keeps he keeps playing too good tennis to to kind of pass it up and to see him to see him in another main draw at Indian Wells would be fantastic. So I'm I'm rooting for him. So I've got an eye on that as well. But um, yeah, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed listening to our preview of Indian Wells. Tennis Paradise is back. Remember to subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice to stay up to date on all the action at Indian Wells. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Castbox, Stitcher and all good podcasting platforms out there. Remember, you can also listen to us on the DownloadTennis.com app. And if you want to show your support for the show, then why not leave us a rating and comment on Apple Podcasts? And you can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Passing Shot Pod. So do give us a like and a follow if you don't already. Um, you can contact us on all those social channels or please feel free to email us instead at PassingShotPod at gmail.com. And you can also check out our website www.thepassingshot.co.uk. And we will be back probably sometime next week at passing shot hq we're going to be doing a bit of a a mid-tournament catch up at indian Wells. i'm not quite sure what day we're going to do that yet but if you follow us on twitter we'll let our listeners know on there how will andy murray get on how will how far will emma raducanu go will medvedev be able to kind of make his way through as a top seed we will soon find out but i hope you could join us for our next 
catch up our mid-tournament catch up at Indian Wells as I said probably sometime next week so uh, I hope you can join us for that and we will see you again soon (laughs) 